This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It is the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're broadcasting live today from Davis Vision. It's their block party, 11649 South, 4000 West. We still have some jazz gear for you if you want to drop by and say hello. And, of course, uh, if you're looking to fix your vision, Davis Vision is the place to go uh, get uh, taken care of by Dr. Davis. When I During the break, I walked in. The, this is a beautiful building. It is a gorgeous I mean, facility. Yeah, yeah, if you like... Some people like the comfort of just feeling like they're in a new, fresh, clean place, and that's what that's what it looks like. Absolutely, and it's really, really easy to get to as uh, as well. Uh, come on by Davis Vision. Pull your mic up a little closer there, Gordo. Get that get that intimate. Oh. What is it? Your first day over there? I I haven't changed a thing. Well, Jeremy's barking at you. He turned me down. I don't know. All right, let's uh, <coughs> let's talk a little more NBA basketball. Let's get out to the zone phone. Joining us now, he's our good friend Keith Smith from uh, Yahoo, the front office show, Celtics blog as well. Keith, we welcome you back to the show. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, give us your impressions of the Jazz. They uh, beat the Grizz in five. What'd you think? Yeah, I think, um, you know, in a lot of ways, I think getting beat in game one was almost a good thing for them. That, that, that you know, maybe reminded everybody this wasn't going to be easy. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's great that you had that regular season success, but you got to get it done now in the playoffs. And the way they handled their business from there on out, I thought was great. I thought they did a really good job of, uh, of uh, changing enough of uh, what they did in the regular season, especially defensively, uh, where it was, hey, John Moran, we're going to invite you. If you want to take the ball into Rudy Gobert, you know, 50 times a game, but feel free. We know you're going to get some buckets, but we know a lot more often you're not. And I think that was a nice tweak to what they did. Um, you know, hopefully Mike Connolly is going to be all right and ready to go because he's such a big, important part of the team. But I thought for a first-round series, they looked about as good as you can expect. Other than what you've already said here, what do you like best about the Jazz moving forward through these playoffs? They have a full intention of making it to the NBA Finals. Uh, what do you like, and what do you see that might uh, give you pause um i like the offensive versatility as far as they'll attack the basket whether it be through pick and roll whether it's through kind of straight drive um from the perimeter and their perimeter shooting and ball movement is it's the best in the league nobody else can can even touch it and i, I think you've got a bunch of guys who know what they're doing out there they, they more so than any team in the league i think know exactly who they are um, my concern, which is, is a little bit lessened, because they're not going to have to go up against LeBron James. They 
starting to look like they're not going to have to go up against the Kawhi Leonard um, and those kind of guys. I think, think those were concerns. Could they handle those bigger, stronger forwards? Or are they going to have the defender that they could throw at those guys to, to really make them work? And now if they don't have to go through those kind of players, I think they're really well set up to defend any of the teams that are coming towards them. Luka will be a handful, but they'll, they'll run you know three, four, five different guys at him and make him work. He's not going to overpower you. Um, and is it, so I, I think that's less of a concern for me than it was, you know, maybe, you know, uh, let's say a week or so ago. Well, maybe you just answered this, but uh, who are they? Who are the Jazz going to play in the second round? Yeah, I, it's, it's funny. I, I, the part of me always assumes when the lower seeded team is going back home for a game six, so they'll get it closed out. The Clippers just went in there and won two games, you know, earlier this week. So, so you know, it goes to show what we all know. So we'll see. Uh, my guess, though, is Dallas gets that finished out. I, I think think that Clippers team is, is you know, they're, they're they're ready to, you know, maybe, maybe you know, go in a slightly different direction and reevaluate who they are and those kind of things. So I think you're going to see uh, that that team, um, you know, push things forward uh, there in Dallas. And, and I also think they know, you know, uh, Utah's sitting there. Uh, home waiting for them, you know, just just kind of resting up and practicing and all that stuff. You don't want to give them too many days of advantage on you on the preparation and rest front. Regardless of who they end up playing, the Jazz, um, how do you think they'll get by if they don't have Mike Conley available? How do you think that'll go? Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's going to be tough because I think you miss him quite a bit on the offensive end because – he gave, gave them a, a dimension, along with uh, Bogdanovich, where it doesn't have to all be Donovan Mitchell or what I like to call system baskets. They get a lot of great system baskets by running their stuff, but in the playoffs we know that gets harder because teams prepare for you. They know they're going to see it somewhere between four and seven times over a two-week period, so they're going to really prep for your stuff that you like to run. And when that breaks down, you need guys who can create. When the Jazz had fallen short in the playoffs previously, it's because it kind of all fell to Donovan Mitchell to figure it out. But when you have Connolly and Bogdanovich both there, that's a guy late clock. Either one of them can go, can go get the ball and make something happen. Um, and it doesn't have to all be on Mitchell. I know Jordan Clarkson can do that as well. But but I, I think that's where you end up really missing him is those you know end of quarter, end of game, end of half, uh, late clock scenarios where, where you can use that creation in that shooting ability. That, that's where I think you miss him most. Keith, what do you think about uh, what we saw from the, the Lakers? Um, is this a, a situation where Anthony Davis just got hurt or are they going to have to revamp? Uh, both. I mean, he, he got hurt and that, you know, that, that team didn't have the depth to, to overcome it because they're so top-heavy. Uh, a couple of their signings, it, it didn't really work out. You know, Montrezl Harrell wasn't what they hoped he would be. Uh, Wesley Matthews wasn't what he would hope they would be. Even the Dennis Schroeder acquisition, it kind of went back to, yeah, there's probably a reason Oklahoma City was so willing to move off him. Um, you know, he's never been a great playoff performer, so that that, that didn't go that way. And now they're going to have to figure it out. And they, they're going to have to figure it out in a way where we haven't really seen this before. They don't have a lot of flexibility to, to do different stuff, and they don't have a ton of trade assets and those kind of things. So it's going to be very interesting to see how they piece together this offseason because clearly you want to maximize whatever years LeBron has left while also hoping to get the most that you can out of Anthony Davis before, you know, he's invariably nicked up again. It's never a real serious 
months-long injury with Anthony Davis usually, but he's constantly got something going on, and now that's that's worrisome. So that that's going to be something they keep in mind as they they build whatever their next iteration is. Keith, are you a big believer in the Nets? I am. I, I, I to to an extent, I'm less of a believer in them after watching some of the struggles they had against the, against a very uh, limited Celtics team. Um, they, they went through periods where Boston got whatever they wanted offensively. They didn't always make the shots because they 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 weren't be, being taken by the best players. Um, but but they got good looks repeatedly. But when you have Kevin Durant doing what he does, he's just so effortless with you know how he scores the ball at his side. And then you have Harden, you know, running the show, uh, you know, and doing everything that he he looks like he's as maximized as he's ever been. And then Kyrie Irving, if he's your third guy, you're you're pretty good. And the thing that really stood out to me was there were multiple times in that series where you know Boston would run Durant off the line, then they'd do a nice job closing out on Harden and taking away the drive, and then they'd get out to Kyrie Irving. But that fourth or fifth pass lands in the hands of Joe Harris with you know four seconds left on the shot clock, and he buries a three. And those are just so deflating because you know you did just about everything right. It's just how good they are. It's, it's, it's really almost an embarrassment of riches uh, offensively, defensively. They don't do a whole whole lot, but if you're scoring 125 a night, I don't know how much you have to do. Sorry, Keith. Uh, how do how do you think uh, they match up against the Bucks? Yeah, I think that's going to be a really interesting series. I think um, I think Milwaukee has a chance here because. Nobody has a good good answer for Giannis, but they certainly don't. Um, he's going to be really, really tough for them. Uh, their best answer for him, Jeff Green, is not healthy. They came out, he's going to miss game one. So that's going to be really difficult. The next best defender for him is probably Bruce Brown, and he's given up about six inches in height trying to defend Giannis. So that's going to be tough. Uh, they can throw a lot of defensive looks at, at the Nets that are different, um, all of them uh, revolving around Brooke Lopez, kind of hanging out around the rim and protecting things there. If it breaks down, you know, that that's, you know, good for them. And I think that Bucks team took a lot of short-term losses this year where they, they experimented with things in the regular season. After two regular seasons in a row where they won a b- whole bunch of games and it ultimately didn't really matter, they were able to figure some stuff out this year that, yeah, it cost them a couple games in January and February, but no one will care if that gets them in the playoffs. So I think that's going to be a good long series. I think the Nets will still win, but it would not surprise me at all if the Bucks pulled that off. I'd like to circle back around to the Mavs, if that's who the Jazz end up playing, Luka Doncic. I mean, what do you make of his game, and what's the best way to slow him down? Yeah, um, Luke is not one of those guys. I mean, you know, I started really low, zoning in and following him when it became clear when he was a young teenager overseas that this kid was going to be something special, and he is not disappointed. He just has that feel for the game that the very best players have, and I think his ability to both pass and score, it's almost unmatched right now in the game at that position. It's him. Harden and LeBron are kind of the guys who do that at that high of a level that, that can score and create. How you slow them down, I think you got to play them physically without fouling, and then you have to put size on them. Because what you want to do is you, 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 can't, you, you can't get away anymore. You used to be able to put those smaller defenders, the Patrick Beverly type, and we're seeing it play out live in this series right now. They used to be able to really bother his dribble. 
but as he has tightened up his handle even more, those guys don't bother him. Now he gets to where he wants, and then he just goes, you know, does his work over the top of those smaller defenders. So you got to put size on him and make him really work. Otherwise, you just you're making it too easy, and you have to be very, very careful if you're going to try to double team him that he doesn't then just pick you apart with his passing because he's that good. So, I mean, Jake, who does that, what does that mean for the Jazz? Is that, is that Royce O'Neal? I mean, he's only 6'4". Yeah, you're Royce, Joe Ingles. Oh, yeah, so those are the two guys. And, and I think yep. uh, Royce O'Neal is strong enough. He's long enough that he can uh, bother him some. I think Joe Ingles is, is another guy who he'll get up into him. I think you might even see Bogdanovich at times take, take a turn on him. And then if you really need to, you, you can throw Mitchell or Conley on him and hope that their quickness at least bothers him a little bit. Um, there, but yeah, he, he is a very, very tough cover. There's times when I think he, it's almost similar to how I feel teams play should play Nikola Jokic. If he's going to beat you scoring the ball, that's not the worst thing in the world. But if you're going to let him, you know, hit open shooters for uh, three pointers or cutters for layups and those kind of things, that's where you really end up in trouble because you know those guys are going to get there 20 to 30 anyway. If you also start doubling and you're letting them you know rack up 10 15 assists too you're really really in trouble then going off the floor for a moment keith uh i was surprised at the timing that this story came out but uh what do you make of the story uh that uh, came out about chris paul not going to pick up his 44 million dollar player option and instead is going to be a free agent yeah i'm um curious to see if that goes that way or not or, or does that decision change as we get in, you know, we're only a couple years away from that looking like, you know, one of those contracts that, boy, you know, that's a bad one. And now all of a sudden it's like, well, that's not so bad. And he looks like as long as he stays healthy, he's got, you know, some pretty good years left in him. So my guess is what he wants to do is he wants to lengthen out that deal. That gets a little bit complicated because of his age and the NBA's rules for players and contracts over a certain age. So we'll see how that, that ends up working. But that's my guess is this is one of those where $44 million sounds good, but you know, $60 million over three years sounds even better if you can get that guaranteed. So I think that's what we may see him look to do. So we were talking about this earlier, Keith. Jake and I were about the Jazz and who they match up against and how that would be. What, the Jazz struggled with the Suns during the regular season, but if those two teams meet in the, in the playoffs, which way are you leaning and why? Yeah, I I, it, I keep going back and forth, and and you know, it's just someone who has no horse in this race. I I want to see that series. That that's the series I really want to see in the West because I think they've been the two best Western Conference teams all year. Um, but yeah, I would lean probably just slightly towards Utah because I think the home court advantage is so real for them uh, compared to some other places where it's, you know, every team says they have the best fans in the world and that it's so loud and all those things. But I think in Utah, it really is one of the true home court advantages that the NBA has. And, and I think what, what, what that would do is that, that, you know, in a series where everything else seems about kind of equal and you're leaning one way or another, I'll always lean towards the home team. What do you think about Danny Ainge stepping down and Brad Stevens taking the big job? Yeah, the Danny Ainge part of it was, um, I've been saying this uh, the last couple of days, it was surprising but not entirely shocking, if that makes sense. He, he, is, um, he had a heart attack two years ago during the playoffs in 2019. Uh, he very openly talked after that about how his family wanted him to consider stepping down and away from the stress of the job. And then over the last uh, – 
a couple years, he dropped a couple hints here and there. And then this year, over the last couple months, uh, you didn't think much of it at the time. But now he regularly said things along the lines of, I don't know how much longer I'll be doing this. You know, when, when you know, it's somebody else, you want to make sure you leave things in a good place. And th- those kind of things were now looking back. It was like, all right, he was kind of letting us know um, without coming out and saying. The Brad Stevens part of things, completely a shock. Um, there was never any indication he wanted to do anything but coach. Um, so that one really comes out of nowhere. We'll see, you know, how that comes together because after, you know, years of stability at the top of that front office, you know, the past eight years with Stevens on the sideline and then Ainge, um, you know, running the show, uh, you, you now are in a position where Brad Stevens has never done that job and now he has to replace himself on the sidelines. We'll see how that comes together for the Celtics. Do you put any uh, credibility, I guess, in the whole connection between Danny Ainge and Ryan Smith out here with the Jazz? Do you think he could end up with sort of an advisory role that would maybe be a little less stressful for him, uh, but he could still uh, stay connected to the game? I think you might see something like that, Tom, but I don't think it's going to be anything where he has – uh, any real power per se in the organization. The only reason I say that is the Jazz front office is very good and it's very highly thought of. So uh, I don't think they're going to do anything towards pushing those guys out of the power that they have. Um, it, it's good of a job that Danny Ainge has done. Uh, it's not like the Jazz guys have built you know 25 win rosters for you know seven years running or anything like that. So I don't think I, I think maybe you see him resurface some point next year and you know he's doing something where you know maybe he's you know this yeah kind of an unofficial advisor or, or some, something like that where you know he can still uh, still get in his 18 holes of golf a day and you know pop in and say hey i really like this kid in the draft take a look at him i think that might be what, what you see him do versus anything where he's really making decisions keith you are the best thank you so much as always for dropping by we appreciate it i appreciate it thanks for having me enjoy the playoffs all right there you go Keith Smith, our uh, good friend, jumps on with us time to time to talk a little NBA. He seems pretty certain the Jazz are going to get the Mavs. That's what it sounded like. And, you know, he said enjoy the playoffs. Well, if you cover the Jazz, I think you better, as Bowler would say, buckle up because it looks like the Jazz might be around a while. Want to remind you about our friends at Premier Wave Therapy. You've heard about Acoustic Wave for ED and how it is an effective treatment to help nearly all men. There is now a physician-owned clinic here in Salt Lake. Learn how they are unique by visiting premierwave.com for more information and to learn about or, uh, their special offer. What do you think about uh, his thoughts on the on the uh, the Nets and the Bucks? I think that's a really fascinating series because the Nets don't have an answer for Giannis, but they don't have an answer for anybody. <laughs> but does that matter? <laughs> I, I think that's a really fascinating uh, thing we're going to find out during these playoffs. Well, you heard him say that the Celtics at time found gold uh, playing against the Nets, uh, and the Celtics were somewhat compromised. Uh, they, they're just going to try and outscore everybody. That's all. Which is why I would love to see the, the Nets play the Jazz. You know, I know that's a long <laughs> way off. But, you know, what would, what would their offensive answer to Rudy be? Uh, I don't think they have one. I don't know. I don't know if they do either. I mean, Harden, you know, in those series against the Jazz with Houston, had Clint Capella, which kept Rudy uh, at least physically engaged. You know, he had a wrestling match of his own. I don't. The I don't question know. is, do they need anything? 
But that's the thing. Like, can they score 160 points a game going up against Rudy? <laughs> I don't know. Well, Rudy is going to erase certain parts of it. But, I mean, those, those guys are so talented offensively. It's uh, it's it's tough to say but uh, that's the, can the bucks coming back to the bucks can they play just enough defense to get by maybe uh and because well, the bucks are good they're remember, good remember what Kyrie did to the jazz during the regular season in that one game yeah, one he, game i know it doesn't it's not conclusive but the jazz would have a hard time guarding him i think okay i, I want to see it because uh, because rudy can take away an entire part of the floor True. So does that disrupt what they do? Who's going to guard Donovan? That is, they don't have an answer for anybody. Again, the point. Nobody's going to guard <laughs> Donovan. Donovan's going to score 40 a game. But can the Jazz score 160 a game? <laughs> I, I don't know. Or get enough stops that they don't have to, that they have to score 140 a game. They would get some stops. But when you look at the options on that team between the big three, I mean – uh, who's going to guard Kevin Durant? Rudy. Is he really? Rudy's going to guard everybody. <laughs> okay. Well, we have seen that. He's a one-man defensive machine. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, we would all like that. That would get a kick out of seeing that because that would mean the Jazz were in the NBA Finals. So I think Jazz fans would jump aboard that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I think they would too. All right. We are here at Davis Vision. It's their annual block party. Uh, 11649 South, 4000 West. And our friend Jenna is joining us uh, once again. And uh, this has sure been a fun event. I'm so excited you guys do this. It's got to be fun. Know, just from a community standpoint it is it really is uh, I live right here in the area and I saw a lot of neighbors and friends come out um, and we want it to feel like a community event we want it to feel like family coming out and having a block party on your cul-de-sac and everybody getting together yeah. and, and that's why we brought in the other businesses around us so that you know we're, we're that community right here you know that is cool because this area is growing this is, it is it's growing like crazy it, it's booming and I really hope that they get done with that construction soon. Cause <laughs> would be nice. Would be nice. Well, you guys have a golf simulator place in the parking lot here. I don't know how you get any work done. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit rough some days. Yeah, right. It would just call me. It'd be like I'd look out the window and be like, I could just get over. You know, could hit a few. Be back before the phone rang. It'd be all right. Right. And Un unfortunately, my phone rings a little too often to get over yeah, there. I believe um, that. But, but it definitely is nice. A lot of our patients have now become clients. Ah. They're like, I'll get my eyes checked, I'll get my sunglasses, and I'm going to go play a round of golf. So, so I have a question. What, what is it about Dr. Davis that sets him apart? Well, I really think that he is he's a people person. He wants to make sure that you're okay um, with everything that's going on. He wants to make sure that you understand what's going to happen. And he's not going to sugarcoat it, per se. And, and make sure that you are making the right decision for yourself. I've got a question. What usually pushes people over the top when they finally decide to get LASIK? What, what is usually a deciding factor? They are done with contacts and glasses. Is that they what are it is? just, a lot of them come in and say, I've been in glasses since I was in you know, elementary school or middle school, yeah. and I just am so sick of them. And it's not even with the pandemic either, with the masks and things. Right. It's just, I want to be done. I want to be done taking contacts in and out of my eyes every day and making sure I remember my glasses. 
jamming your finger in your eye every <laughs> single day and making sure you have all the right solution and all that stuff, I believe it. It's a, it's a convenience. It's a life-changing thing. It is. And, and there are so many patients who come back to us for their follow-ups and are like, my world is different. Yeah. I can see. Everything is clear. There's more color to the world. Uh, so it's always really great hearing those success stories as well. I wasn't sure if it was some story that pushed people over the edge, like they jammed their shin into their nightstand for the last time, <laughs> you know, and trying to make it to the bathroom or whatever. But that makes sense. Glasses and contacts. I, I don't think I've heard one of those before, but I'm sure there are people who are just tired of not being able to see when they wake up yeah. either. So. Yeah. Well, hey, it's been a blast being a part of it. Thanks for having us out. You're the best. Oh, you guys are so welcome, and we hope to have you back next year and, and keep getting this good together annually. Well, listen, you won't have to twist our arm. We'd be happy to do it. You guys are great. Awesome. All Thanks. Right. It's Davis Vision. Again, uh, 11649 South, 4000 West. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30-point belt. The Jazz are on to the second round of the NBA playoffs. Uh, Rudy Gobert talked about Donovan Mitchell and how he keeps getting better. Donovan is getting better every single year. You know, obviously having him back was key and was huge for us. You know, it's it's fun. It's fun to play with Donovan. It's fun to play with Mike. You know, having guys that work so hard and and, and want to win is, is how you build a, a championship uh, identity. You know, I think he has that. You know, as we saw tonight, he's getting better every single year. So it's uh it's fun to be a part of, and uh, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited of you know what's gonna what's gonna happen next. We won't know when the second round will start or who they will be playing, at least uh, until the Clippers-Mavericks series wraps up. Game six of that series is tonight at 7 o'clock in Dallas. The Mavericks have a three games to two lead. If the Clippers win tonight, they'll play game seven on Sunday. Uh, this uh, bottom of the hour jazz update brought to you by our friends at Mountain Land Supply. You can't stop me now. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires. The team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone live today. From Davis Vision here in South Jordan, 11649 South, uh, 4000 West. It's been a lot of fun uh, hanging out with the uh, good folks out here for their block party. <clears throat> Gordon, we got to remind everybody, we're giving away a pair of jazz playoff tickets for game number one at uh, during the 530 segment. But uh, what we're doing is you've got to tell us why you deserve to go to the game on the open mic feature on our Zone Sports Net uh, app and do it in a creative way. You know, whether it's a song or an impression <laughs> or a rap or a poem, whatever the case may be, do a, a creative 15 seconds on why you should go to the game. So download our Zone Sports Network app, go to the menu, go to the open mic feature. You can record up to 15 seconds of audio, hit send, and it'll go right to Eric in the control room. Eric is going to filter through them, <laughs> and we'll play as many as we can in the 530 segment, and then we will pick a winner. Sound right. good? Yeah, and it's well worth your, your effort. I mean, obviously, who doesn't want playoff tickets? Um, Gordon, we'll get back to some basketball here in a sec, but just, uh, just to go this direction. 
Um, what do you think? You, you, we've talked about the, the rivalry slash hatred between Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau. We have, yeah. Have you seen uh, – well, let's go back to the PGA. Somebody was, uh, was yelling at Bryson DeChambeau after he teed off calling him Brooksy. Oh, yeah, we, I remember and that. And Bryson said, whoever's calling me Brooksy better get out of here. <laughs> Knock it off. All right, fast forward to this week at this event. Um, apparently, uh, every single person <laughs> yelling, let's go Brooksy, at Bryson DeChambeau is being pointed out by both Bryson and his caddy and being escorted out of the Memorial Tournament by police. Oh, come on. That's an overreaction. Well, it's we can both agree that it's really dumb for a different reason, right? Well, you mean the fact that he's not Brooksy? No, the fact that people aren't going to stop. This is going oh. to make it worse, <laughs> not better. <laughs> well, you said that from the beginning. Yeah, you got to ignore it. You can't make a big deal out of it because that's what uh, uh, trolls do. They don't care if they get kicked out of the tournament. They want to go home and tell their friends, yeah, I yelled Brooksy at DeChambeau and he had me thrown out. That's okay. actually a badge of honor. So a question for you. Is that – is golf a game that that should be outlawed where people are thrown out? because they're doing that because it, it could be affecting a player's ability to play because golf is different than basketball or football so i'm a little torn on this because <laughs> i find the morons that yell get in the hole or mashed potatoes or whatever i find that incredibly <laughs> obnoxious but i also got to say you know there is a crowd and it is a public sporting event you know it's it's being played in front of people as long as they're not doing it during the swing, I guess I don't have any, like, fundamental problem with it. Then that. how can people be thrown out for that? Guess the golfers can just have anybody thrown out for any reason? I don't know. Is that true? Apparently, they're doing it. I mean, I could, There's like nothing you obscene. said, I see it in the middle of the backswing, yeah. But if you're saying it after he strikes the ball, then what, I mean... You can't do that at other sporting events. You can't throw fans out just because they yell someone's. I mean, it's not a profanity. It's not. Uh, they're not getting in a fight with anybody. They're just doing what they can to bug whoever they want to bug. You know, and it's not. It's. It, I mean, is Brooksy really that bad? Well, they're just trolling him because they know it gets under his skin. Right, I know that, but they're... it's not that bad. But he hates it. <laughs> But the he more should, he does you're, you're, about it. You're right. He should have embraced it. Or just ignored it. Yeah. Just ignore it. Like if that video of him saying, whoever called me Brooksy better get out of here, didn't become public, <laughs> nobody would be calling him Brooksy right now. That's true. And you again, know, I got to give you credit, Jake, because you predicted this was going to happen. I did. And now it's going to get worse and worse. In fact, the, the sooner he accepts it, the better, because it's not Except going away. Except for if are they really going to throw everybody out? They well, can't. What, That's what, my point. Yeah, what if, like, 25 people did it? Oh, I hope that happens. On so every much. hole. But the, just a word of advice, Gordon. If somebody comes up with a nickname for you, whatever it is, you know, Captain Blue Hat or something, never say, I hate that. <laughs> okay. Never do it. Never say, I hate that. In fact, in fact, go the opposite way. Say, oh, great idea. Well, I've embraced every nickname I've ever had. That's uh, not true. I can't think of one that I protested. Well, the voice guy called you Munson once. He really hated that. No, I, don't, I mean, that's just a mistake. Can really... we call you Munson? Didn't he? 
No, I said, can we? Oh, why would you do that? I don't know. Sounds like a good nickname. <laughs> That's not a nickname. It's a mispronunciation well, of my own name. Kind of a nickname now. <laughs> Get out of here. Come meet the world famous Munson. Didn't Majerus call you Munson? Uh, I think that isn't that, isn't that what Tim said. I, I, I think that's what Tim said. That Majerus yeah. used to call you Munson. I, I really don't care. That's easy to ignore. Munson, it is. <laughs> okay, Jake. I'm going to come with one for you. And See, you don't like it. it. That's my well, point. That's I'm just my saying, point. It's a mispronunciation of my name. But now it's a nickname. <laughs> I'm going to kill you later. <laughs> don't do that. That's my point. Don't what? do that. Yeah, if I call just you roll what? with if it. If I call you Scoot. Love it. <laughs> oh, you do not. Love it. Scoot? I could get into that. Scoot. <laughs> okay. All right. It's just a little different when they're mispronouncing pronouncing. I don't think it's different at all. It kind of is. Why? It's not a nickname. Well, people call Boyan Bogdanovich Bogey for some reason. That's mispronouncing his name. How about if I call you James from here on out? Why would you do that? Because that's your real name. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Lloyd. Thanks for passing that along to me. I've forgotten. You know, I don't like Lloyd much. <laughs> I do. I think he's really. But terrible. that's my point. Why are you making it personal, by the way? I was using you as an example, I'm just, just telling saying, you never. I want to call you James. But you said uh, it, you said uh, that uh, that you've never had a nickname you didn't like. I just brought up one you didn't like. What well, was a nickname? It's a mispronunciation of my name. But we could use it as a nickname, and then you said you didn't want it, and I said that's what you're not supposed to do. Because it's a. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care enough. But I will call you James from now on if you do the Munson thing on me. See, you don't like a nickname. That's well, you my don't point. like James. Uh, you don't like a nickname. Well, I, All I, right. I don't like we're, a mispronunciation of my name. We're, we're live from Davis Vision. Come see us, 11649 South, uh, 40,000 West. We'll have the Not Sports Report next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Live at Davis Vision, it's time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket with over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Check them out online, lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going across the pond. We're going to England. But before we get there, Jake, let me ask you, have you ever made a, an error in judgment and then compounded it by doing something equally stupid? Yes, that's happened a time or two. <laughs> can you think of can, anything you can share? No. Nah. What's the <laughs> what what are we talking about? Okay. So someone over in England and they gave the area but like I think it was Thames Valley or something. Thames, how do you say that? Anyway, so this perp uh did something, broke the law. And the police were chasing him. And he was in sort of a vehicle chase. And so he was driving around and he stopped the car, jumped out of the car, and ran. Okay. And he saw a building and he ran into the building. Okay, you with me? Yep. The problem was that the building he ran into was a police station. <laughs> so he was 
He was eluding the police and ran right into the police station? Yes, he did. He apparently failed to see the sign out front that said, Police station. Yeah, I was going to say, aren't, aren't police stations usually pretty f- well marked? Because <laughs> you know, if somebody's a lot of vehicles in, in front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if somebody's in trouble or something, you want them to be able to easily identify the police station, right? <laughs> so he was subsequently arrested. I'm he was subsequently arrested there, and I just thought, look, okay, you should you should make bad mistakes like that, but we all make mistakes of some kind or another, right? Don't make it worse by a lack of judgment. See, that's what I'm saying. For instance, Jake, tell me something you've done wrong. Uh, let's see. An something. error in judgment, and maybe in your younger years, because uh, I know you don't do that anymore. How about this? I, I threw you under the bus with our interview with Howard today. <laughs> so, okay. So you, But, see, you corrected that. You apologized. I did. If you had... If you had lambasted me for for making an issue of it then you would have compounded your problem i see and then people would have thought you were a bigger jerk than they did when they heard you do it the first time (laughs) is that true (laughs) i don't know i don't know but see a lot of times people do i mean think about it jake you probably in your youth you probably told a lie to your mom and dad or you did you did something wrong and then lied about it to cover your butt. Or Never. you blamed your brother. That might have happened. <laughs> I mean, with, with an untruth. So that's what I'm saying. I've heard my wife say this to our kids when they were younger. They said, she said, okay, if you made a mistake, make a mistake, but don't lie to me about it. Because then there's going to be some hell to pay. Okay. So Did that always work? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's that that doesn't always work. No, did no. not work. But but we tried. You know, I don't get the lying thing. I don't get why so many people lie. You mean talking about uh, writing a column instead of helping move mulch to the backyard? That, now that was only partially untrue. <laughs> <laughs> Half truths are fine. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, with you. I'm with you. Half-truths are good. <laughs> How much of a truth does it have to be to enable it to be all right? Is that halfway? It's called 50%. That, that <laughs> feels like a good line, doesn't it? Why Answer me that. Why do so many, Jeremy, why do so many people lie? It's well, easier. Do you, stay out of trouble. Is that it? Is that what, so people lie to stay out of trouble, but ultimately doesn't it end up backfiring? What about uh, an inconsequential lie? Like when you're having a bad day, but you pass somebody in the hall and they say, how are you doing? And you say, fine. Oh, that's 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 just not boring people with your problems. What about if uh, uh, what about if um, you really don't want to go out on a date with somebody, but they ask you to go on a date and you say, I'm washing my hair to spare their feelings? Uh, actually, that happened to me once. I think it was jello molds. They were making jello molds. What about like a? And I was okay with that because it was no big deal. What about if you're like me and and get hit on a lot in public and don't want to bother, you know, crushing somebody's soul, so you just give a fake number? Is this what? Is this what? <laughs> does this happen to you a lot? Constantly. <laughs> okay. Have you ever lied in the house? Never. Not once. Did you just lie? What about lying? Like <laughs> speaking of phone numbers, like every time I'm asked for a number in some sort of like. 
you know, uh, a survey or, you know, if you go to a museum mailing list, like those sorts of things, I put Kevin's number on there every time. <laughs> Kevin Graham's number. I haven't memorized to this day. Do you really do that? Yes, all the time. That's I used of... to use his email, too, but I think he has a different email now. I wonder why. <laughs> what about that kind of lying? Is that okay? That, well, that's just kind of funny. <laughs> But but lying, uh, lying. It, yes, you, I'm you, really interested in hearing more about your uh, <laughs> cell service. Here's my number. Call me anytime, uh, night or day. I went to a place once, and they tried to. It was one of those places where they tried to get you to buy like a condo or something, you know. And I'm telling you, Jake, I was okay for the first little while, but at the end, I had I had an emergency I had to get to. You know, I just couldn't take it anymore. So was that okay? I think it was. Because I already told him no five, 50 times. So I just used a different escape patch. But I don't know. I'm not a liar. You know, I have told a, a lie before. and I, But I, I, I remember those and I regret them. And uh, so my advice, public service announcement here, be truthful. Just be honest. I'm a little too honest sometimes. That's my problem. Is it? Mm-hmm. Is that your problem? Yeah, kind of is. Yeah. You know, I always thought people uh, who hid behind the brutal honesty used it as just <laughs> an excuse to make people feel bad. <laughs> like what? I don't know. People say like I'm I'm brutally honest with everybody. Like really, you just like making people feel bad, and you need an excuse. <laughs> oh, so you're gonna give me the old? Uh, uh, what would you do if you know somebody asked you whether they like? their dress or their pants or you know if the wife comes in and says hey does this look good for example uh when you ask me about your shoes every day they are cool aren't they yeah jeremy you like the oh you like there look at that look at that i do like that shoe see see he's doing it to you now (laughs) doing it to you right now i get more comments on these shoes than about anything i've ever worn Congratulations. People love them. Does that make you feel good? You think they're all lying? No, no, they're great. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, I've got one for you real quick. Can I just go a quick addendum? And and we don't have to get too deep into it because it's actually based on a video that's going around out there. But it seems like this is becoming uh, more of a frequent thing. There's a video of two, well, actually kind of three people in a fist fight at the airport at the customer service counter a fist fight really and i've seen i i'm not exaggerating probably over the past couple of weeks like at least three to four airport fist fight videos what's the deal going on and i i think well i don't know about this particular one but i think a lot of it has to do with the masking at the moment you know it's a sensitive topic but my point being are you surprised that there aren't more fist fights at the airport because everybody (laughs) always seems to be like running agitated at the at the airport, Maybe. right? You're waiting for something, or delayed, or the food cost too much, or I had six too many bourbons in the lounge. I mean, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Aren't you surprised we don't see more fist fights in the airport? I would say yes to that, except for the fact that an airport is one of those places where you don't joke around. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of law enforcement yeah. presence there for good reason. Right? Yeah, yeah. And if there's an uproar over something in an airport, I think it's going to be responded to faster and more harshly than it would be in other locations. Maybe, maybe. 
don't want to take that risk. Yeah, it might be like a federal offense or something like that. But I, it seems to me emotions always run hot at the airport, and I'm surprised we don't see more conflict. Well, I mean, there's a time and a place for everything. Think about it. Like, if you and I are sitting here and we're going back and forth and we made a joke about a bomb, for instance. I mean. Jeez. <laughs> joke. A joke about that. Joke. But but if we did that at an airport, guess who's incarcerated? Yeah. So don't it's give them. No it's probably not a good idea on the radio either. Right? Just add. <laughs> probably yeah, not. Yeah, it's not. No. You're right. No. Uh-uh. no, that is not probably happening not. where we are. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, it's a really good fist fight. People are just, they're. they're Were they cheering on, them on? No, what? no, they're on edge at the. No, but the. One of the person's spouse, a lady, got a few good licks in from behind, Ooh. you know. I don't like when the spouse jumps in, you know. I mean, in, in that way. Whether, whether it's a guy fighting a guy or whether it's a gal fighting a gal, I don't like the spouse jumping in and joining in. Let me I, I don't mind the separation aspect, but don't come up behind somebody and punch them in the ear. Okay, can I ask you a personal question? Yeah. But you have to ask answer honestly, okay? Uh-huh. And I don't know the answer to this question, so I'm ready to hear. Let's say that Jeremy is a fairly normal-sized guy, middle-aged, right, right? So let's say that uh, you've gotten a fight with Jeremy at the airport. (laughs) Who would have a better chance of winning, you or Lisa? That's actually kind of a tough one. I know. Lisa's tough. Yeah, she is. She is. I know. And that's, that's a compliment to Lisa. Uh. Back in the day, it would have been me, but, uh, you know. But now it might in, be Lisa. In my, in my more compromised stage, <laughs> it might be her, actually. I wouldn't want to mess with with my wife. Uh, no, I wouldn't either. Her. That's I why mean, I asked the question. She's a lover, not a fighter, but uh, she could be. She could She could be if she wanted she's to. She's definitely tough enough to heft a carry-on bag that could do some damage, right? <laughs> or... Or a hundred pound bag of peat moss. Oh, I see what you did there. (laughs) She is tough. All right, coming up next, our friend Ben Anderson is going to jump on the show from KSL Sports. We'll get his thoughts on uh, the Jazz coming out of round one, going into round two, live from (laughs) Davis Vision. Put him up, Jeremy. Come on, listen. The big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.